Hey, this is Profit to the Nation. If you're looking for a place to advertise your business, your products, here's a platform available for you. All you have to do is direct message me and I'll get in contact with you for more details. God bless you. This is Profit to the Nation. If you're looking for a place to advertise your business, your products, here's a platform available for you. All you have to do is direct message me and I'll get in contact with you for more details. God bless you.
Hear the sound of the Lion of Judah. See the fire and the fear in the enemy's camp. From the sound of the Lion of Judah, roaring again. There's a new generation arising. Unnameless faces, places chime. All they fear is the fear of the Lord. All they hear is the Lion Judah. Can't manage work like my team uses it to manage projects. I need to play this song one more time. I want y'all to hear the words. I pray you get in your spirit and begin to pray. Pray over this podcast and begin to pray for many nations. People that will be that will be tuning in. Pray. We'll be starting soon. is coming soon Oh creation shows Long for the day Jesus is coming soon There will be judgment And there will be mercy Yeah.
trolls to come in just ignore them don't don't entertain them at all um you know this podcast is open to everybody so anybody can come in the room um just ignore them okay don't entertain it we are going to ignore it okay let's start you know i've been telling you guys been dealing with me about china in the u.s particularly china and some things that we're going to be praying about warfare and about and our last show i'm sorry it got interrupted but um we had trolls that come in um i'm learning i'm new to the podcast so i'm learning i talked to some other podcasters and um got an understanding of what's going on and i also talked to Podbean. so um if anybody comes in the room um saying things that just doesn't match up to what we're saying um just ignore them bring it to my attention and we'll try to uh block them out okay so we're going to pick up where we left off on a new episode some things i want to share with you um before we do i want to i want to play the pledge of allegiance and i might play it twice to make a point one second and um one second here need a team here the pledge of allegiance Americans place their right hand over their heart. This shows respect and that we mean what we say. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty, and justice, for all. The Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under under God, God, indivisible, with with liberty liberty and and justice. Oh, it seems like you we for got, that. I think we got amnesia. <laughs> we forgot. 
what all that means and stands for. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. We forgot that. I don't even think they say that no more in school, to be honest. I would ask my kids about that. I was like, you guys know the Pledge of Allegiance besides me teaching it to them. But um, they're not allowed to say it because of God. Because um, of God, they wanted to take that out, that part out. And this is why we're in so much trouble that we're in now. But I want to go ahead and play, kick up where we left off. See, last weekend the enemy tried to throw me off my, throw me off my focus, and caught me off guard. It worked for a little bit, but <laughs> it just caught me off guard, and I had to refocus. You know, sometimes you get hit like, oh, and you get back up like, wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm coming back up to where we left off. I wanted y'all to hear something that. I thought was good what we've been talking about, the ties of the U.S. and China and different things and everything that's going on. I found this thing that um, Ted Cruz Cruz was talking about. And just take a listen to this. I just want you to listen, then we'll come back and talk some more. Whose home state of Texas employs nearly 430,000 people in the gas and oil industry alone. Senator, it's good to see you tonight. Thanks very much for being here. Give us your reaction to all of the executive orders on energy today. Well, Maria, great to be with you. Thank you for having me. You know, last week I, I sat outside the Capitol. I listened to Joe Biden give his inauguration speech. I thought it was a good speech. I, I was glad to see him make an appeal towards unity. I think all of us would like to see greater national unity at this time when we have so much division, so much anger and hatred pulling this country apart. But then he he, he left giving that speech and he returned to, to, to the Oval Office and literally within minutes began signing these executive orders that were radical and extreme. As you noted, he signed an order canceling the Keystone Pipeline, 11,000 jobs with a stroke of a pen he made go away. 8,000 of those are union jobs. And and at the same time, he rejoined the Paris climate deal, which threatens to destroy thousands of high paying jobs across this country. And and the answer I've asked multiple Biden nominees what they would say to the union workers who just lost their jobs because Joe Biden decided they didn't deserve a job. And, And essentially nominee after nominee after nominee has said, well, tough luck. You know, John Kerry in that same news conference you you, you put up. He said, well, they need to learn to make better choices. What an arrogant, out-of-touch wow. statement for a centimillionaire to say, you know, you little people, you know, you, I, I don't like the choices you're making, and so your jobs go away. And to, to, as, as John Kerry said right there, quelle surprise that the, 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 that, that the Democratic elites have decided that blue-collar workers, that union members, that, 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 that men and women with calluses on their hands, they've made the wrong choices in John Kerry's words. Well, that, that is not a unifying message. It's not doing the job we should be doing, fighting for working men and women in this country. I know that when businesses are faced with new expenses, a new regulatory backdrop, which involves higher costs, that cuts into earnings. The first thing they do is look to where to cut the fat. Where am I going to cut back because I'm facing new fees? I'm facing new regulatory hurdles. Are you expecting business to look at these new regulations around climate and say, well, I'm going to have to cut here. I'm going to have to cut there. And we know that the oil industry is not just one segment. There's a lot of indirect exposure throughout the economy and business that gets touched by this. Well, that's exactly right. And, you know, the nobility of the elitist left is is they show how noble they are when they're willing to give away your job. Notice it's never their jobs they're giving away. It's never their Silicon Valley billionaire supporters. It's it's never Wall Street. It's never Hollywood. It's they're willing to give away someone else's job. And and look, among these orders, one of the things Joe Biden did is he shut down new energy exploration on federal land. Just shut it down again with a stroke of a pen. And by the way, you know who that helps? That helps Russia. That helps Iran. That helps Venezuela. That means America relies more on Middle East oil, sending billions of dollars to nations that are not our friends, and it pollutes the environment worse. The irony of what they're doing is 
there will be worse pollution. You know, something that, that neither Joe Biden nor John Kerry ever address. Maria, do you know what nation last year had the single greatest total carbon reduction of any nation on the face of the earth? The answer, of the course, United is the States. United States. Yes. Yeah. And what yeah. they're doing is slowing that down. They're saying, let's not rely on lesser producing, more efficient, job creating American energy. Instead, let's go back to being energy dependent on foreign nations. This is hurting a lot of jobs and it's undermining the security of our country. This is also requiring cooperation with China. Look, we talk about China a lot on this program. We have all week. But Kerry says, John Kerry said, cooperation with China is the key to progress on climate change. And that climate is the number one issue between the U.S. and China, as if China has not broken promise after promise across the world. Well, Maria, that's right. And, and, and there is a hopeless naivete among the Biden administration. You know, one of the really disturbing patterns that we've seen come out in this past week with with Biden nominee after Biden nominee is a warm embrace of China that, that you want to talk about. One mm. of the most dramatic shifts the next four years are going to entail is the Biden administration mm. crawling into bed with China. You know, I, I asked multiple uh, Biden nominees, for example, whether they would maintain Huawei on the entities list because Huawei is a global espionage company masquerading as a telecom company. Not a single one of the Biden uh, nominees was willing to commit to keep Huawei on that list. And I'll tell you today in the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, we had the confirmation hearing for Biden's nominee to be ambassador of the United Nations. She, she disclosed that just a little over a year ago in October of 2019, she gave a paid speech before a Confucius Institute. Now, Confucius Institutes, as you know, are paid for by the Chinese Communist Party, paid for by the Chinese government. They engage in espionage and propaganda. I authored bipartisan legislation in the Senate that passed into law that has shut down dozens of Confucius Institutes. Well, Biden's nominated to be U.N. ambassador just over a year ago, gave a paid speech there praising China and saying America needs to be more like China. This is dangerous that this administration mm -hmm. as a policy decision is embracing and getting into bed with China. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for President Biden to discuss China's role in the coronavirus. We haven't heard a peep about that. He has not acknowledged uh, China's behavior in terms of allowing this virus to escape its borders and then using the virus as a way to uh, make moves across the world, invade India, uh, go into Hong Kong with new rules, bully it's everybody in the South China Sea. We haven't heard anything about China's role in the coronavirus from Joe Biden. You, yet. you know, you, you look at the nominees Joe Biden is putting forward there. They ha have a disturbing pattern of being apologists for the Chinese Communist mm. Party. You look at Mayorkas, who was nominated to be the head of the Department of Homeland Security. When he was in DHS before, he personally spearheaded getting visas for big Democratic donors at the behest of Hillary Clinton's brother, including senior executives in Huawei, the Chinese espionage company. The, these are the people they're putting forward are people who, as a policy matter, believe that America should should embrace warmly communist China. Joe Biden, one of the orders he signed says you can't yeah. refer to the COVID-19 virus as the China virus or the <laughs> Wuhan virus, because God forbid we acknowledge where it came from and which country spent months silencing, oppressing, imprisoning the doctors trying to stop the spread of this virus. And, and the Chinese communist government bears direct responsibility for the hundreds of thousands of lives that have been lost because of COVID-19. And the Biden administration, it seems virtually none of them are willing to actually say that out loud. Yeah, I want to ask you about other policies. But while we're here last night on this program, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo joined me and he had a word to say about just that. Listen to Mike Pompeo last night here. I've called it the Wuhan virus uh, almost since its inception. It, it began in Wuhan. It's a, it, it is, in fact, a virus that came from that place. We know that the Chinese Communist Party covered that up. We know that they disappeared. Doctors and journalists who wanted to write about it were told they couldn't, I hope, 
and I'm counting on this next administration to do what the American people demand of them and continue to confront the Chinese Communist Party. And as you say, we are no longer allowed to use the term China virus as the uh, stomping on free speech continues uh, drip by drip, Senator. By the way, uh, Google CEO, the former CEO of Google, Eric Schmidt. Okay, you I mean you can't get worse than this? He warned today that China is surging to overtake the United States in critical areas. This from the former head of the company that walked away from the Pentagon and the Project Maven. Remember that, so that it could go set up its AI uh, office in Beijing. Real quick on that, I want to get to other issues before you go. Well, look, China poses the single greatest geopolitical threat to the United States over the next century. And we need serious, clear-eyed, focused policymakers. Today, when I was questioning Biden's nominee to be U.N. ambassador, I asked her a simple question whether, uh, whether China had committed a genocide, as the U.S. State Department determined, targeted at the Uyghurs, one million people in concentration camps. She refused even to answer that straightforward question. And, and I, I don't know where the decision has been made, if it's Joe Biden directly or simply everyone who surrounds him. But there is now a growing pattern of, of refusing to confront and apologizing for the oppression, the malign activities and, and, and the anti-American influence of the yeah. Chinese Communist Party. Senator, assess the situation in terms of this incredible sweep of executive orders, the most aggressive we've seen. Uh, today, they, they canceled contracts with prisons. What is that going to mean for the streets and for prisoners on streets? And then there's this something you predicted a long time ago. There is already a bill to make D.C. the 51st state yep. and the filibuster. Uh, tell us what this means for the American people and what other policies you've seen so far uh, that should worry the American people? Well, sure. A, a big open question is whether the Democrats are going to have the votes to end the filibuster. It will take all 50 Democrats agreeing to break the rules and blow the Senate rules up to end the filibuster. Right now, that there, there are two Democrats who are saying they will oppose that, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. If they actually hold the line, that will be a big benefit for the country. Now, I got to admit, if, if, if passed his prologue, Chuck Schumer has been very good at putting the thumbscrews to Democrats. And I actually wonder if they're literal thumbscrews at times because they have had a party discipline that is remarkable. So I hope Joe and Kirsten can hold the line. If they do, the worst legislative excesses that the Democrats want to pass won't pass into law. So if the Democrats don't have the votes to end the filibuster, D.C. won't become a state. Why do Democrats want D.C. to become a state? Because they want two more Democratic senators. Likewise, if, if the Democrats don't have the votes to end the filibuster, they will not succeed with their radical plan to pack the U.S. Supreme Court, to add four new left-wing activist justices to the court, to take it from nine justices to 13, which would profoundly yeah. undermine our fundamental rights of free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. That being said, even if they don't end the filibuster, we're going to see a lot of harmful policies the next two and four years. We're going to see executive actions. We're going to see regulatory actions. We're going to see national security actions. And they're going to take up what's called budget reconciliation, which is a procedural mechanism to get around the filibuster, which means we are headed for a massive tax increase. They can do that with just Democratic votes. I, I, I don't think they're just going to repeal the 2017 tax cut. They are going to raise the taxes on every working American. That's coming. And I'll tell you, I'm committed to doing everything I can in the Senate to, to lead the fight to stop policies that hurt jobs and that take away our freedoms. Well, if those taxes are going that high, you could expect a recession on the way as well. Clearly, money is mobile and people will take that money and take it to where it's treated best. I know you've got thoughts on immigration. We're going to Texas next up. Senator, it's great. All right. I just want to give a little introduction with that. You say, oh, what's that got to do with it? Whatever. OK. Here we go. Here we go. Weeks after the U.S. presidential election, as the dust begins to finally settle on one of the most contested battles for the White House, Americans are beginning to hear allegations about possible corruption involving Hunter Biden, which implicate his father, but which had been previously suppressed by social media giants 
and many in the media. While Facebook and Twitter censored stories critical of Joe Biden's son in the lead up to the election, they were ignored or downplayed in the news, which justified the stance by arguing it's Russian disinformation. And the Department of Justice remained silent. In this special report, Sky News dives into the new details emerging about Hunter Biden, including a new link between his business dealings and his father, and the inaction by many in the media that may have been the ultimate form of election interference. Now that Joe Biden's path to the White House is clear, having officially been declared president-elect, his son, Hunter Biden, has been thrust into the spotlight. A month after the election, Hunter Biden revealed he's under federal investigation. Joe Biden's son has revealed he is under investigation. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, has announced that federal prosecutors uh, have informed him he's under investigation. The 50-year-old confirmed in a statement that he has been contacted about a tax probe out of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. I learned yesterday for the first time that the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware advised my legal counsel also yesterday that they are investigating my tax affairs. I take this matter very seriously, but I am confident that a professional and objective review of these matters will demonstrate that I handled my affairs legally and appropriately, including with the benefit of professional tax advisors. People familiar with the matter told the Wall Street Journal that Attorney General William Barr, in the weeks before the election, instructed prosecutors and colleagues to stop word of investigations into Hunter Biden from becoming public and keep the Justice Department out of campaign politics. President Donald Trump blasted Barr for not alerting the public about the probe, an investigation the paper said he knew about since at least spring. Trump described in tweets his big disappointment with Barr and the big disadvantage his silence caused at the polls. Joe Biden lied on the debate stage. He said there's nothing happening, nothing happening, and Bill Barr should have stepped up. All he had to do is say an investigation's going on. Trump's remarks were quickly followed by tweets confirming Barr would be stepping down from his role just before Christmas. Tensions between the two reached an all-time high after the president threatened to fire Barr for failing to investigate Hunter Biden. The president wrote fondly of his colleague in the tweet, saying, Our relationship has been a very good one. He's done an outstanding job. As well as Barr's silence over the election period, Americans spent the lead-up being told that details found on a hard drive belonging to Hunter Biden was disinformation from a familiar enemy. More than 50 former senior intelligence officials signed a letter outlining their belief that the disclosure of emails had, quote, all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Joe Biden cited their belief, and he was able to escape scrutiny during the election by denying any wrongdoing. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is has all the care Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. And Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, what is your response to the New York Post story about your son, sir? I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's not a clear campaign. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. The FBI notified Congress in October that it has nothing to add at this time to a statement made by Trump's director of national intelligence disputing the idea that Russia was behind the discovery of a computer that may have belonged to Joe Biden's son. Messages and even a damning photograph of Hunter Biden allegedly using illicit drugs were unearthed from the laptop that he dropped off and never picked up, which was then handed to the New York Post by Rudy Giuliani, Trump's attorney. In one email, an advisor to the board of Ukrainian energy company Burisma thanked Hunter Biden for creating the opportunity to meet his father, who was then vice president. And other emails showed Hunter Biden sought to use his father's influence to create business ties in China. The allegations 
which are in contrast to the former vice president's claim that he never got involved in his son's business dealings, were so extraordinary, social media giants Facebook and Twitter sought to censor the story to stop it reaching voters. Their efforts left the job of informing American voters to outlets like us here at Sky News, at Fox News, or the New York Post, which in turn meant millions of Americans were kept in the dark before voting. Now, it appears the black hole in the media may have had far greater influence on the election outcome than any Russian interference could ever have dreamed. We found out now the mainstream media had far greater influence and interference in our election than any Russian interference ever could have hoped for. I mean, the fact of the matter, there have been polls out now, a McLaughlin poll said that 36% of Biden voters had never heard of the Hunter Biden story because of the censorship and suppression. Of that, 13%, once they found out, said they wouldn't have voted for Biden. So that means 4.6% of Biden voters would not have voted for him. That means Trump would have won the election. That's the enormous influence that social media and our liberal bias media played on this election. Their interference just is orders of magnitude greater than any Russian or Chinese or Iran foreign interference in this in this campaign. Take a look at how the media covered the news before the election. It's a really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. Now, back to Hunter Biden and the federal investigation, which has been more extensive than his statement indicates. Specific details about what the Justice Department is investigating are still elusive, but several U.S. media outlets have shed some light on the situation. Here's a look at what we know so far. Numerous outlets say the investigation was first opened in late 2018 by the Justice Department. Sources told CNN that investigators have been exploring multiple financial issues, including whether Hunter Biden and his associates violated tax and money laundering laws in business dealings in foreign countries, mainly China. The Associated Press says a subpoena issued to Hunter is seeking information about his work with Burisma, his dealings in China, as well as documents from more than two dozen entities. Joe Biden is not known to be a subject of interest in the tax investigation. And it's unclear whether an investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop or the emails currently exists. But the FBI took possession of the laptop in late 2019, according to a computer repairman in Delaware who showed reporters a copy of a subpoena. More explosive than the details of Hunter's investigation, however, a new email surfacing. According to one email obtained by the Daily Caller and Fox News, Hunter Biden sent a message to the general manager of a Washington, D.C. office building in September 2017, asking for keys to be made for his, quote, new office mates. Among them, the younger Biden listed his father, Jill Biden, Jim Biden, and a Chinese man Hunter described as an emissary of the head of Chinese energy giant CEFC. Joe Biden has repeatedly said he has not discussed his son's international business dealings with him. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. But the email indicates otherwise. If Joe Biden had nothing to do with Hunter's business dealings, then why did Hunter request his dad have a key to the office? Vice President Biden has not been honest with the American public. He, he had to know about uh, Hunter Biden's uh, business uh, financial foreign entanglements. There have been reports of uh, the Bidens cashing in on the Biden name for many, many years. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. Another email sent to Hunter Biden, obtained by NBC News and Fox News, showed he failed to report $400,000 of income 
related to his position at Verisma. The email, which neither outlet could verify, was dated January 2017, sent by the then president of Rosemont Seneca, and said Hunter Biden needed to amend his 2014 returns to reflect the unreported income. The business partner noted that Hunter made more than $1.2 million for the year. There's no indication that his work for Burisma is part of the federal investigation, but the email raises fresh questions about Hunter's tax affairs. Hunter Biden signed on as a board member of Burisma in 2014. He was paid between $50,000 and $83,000 per month, while his father was the public face of the Obama administration's Ukraine policy. A gig Hunter appeared to be seriously underqualified for. He left Burisma in April 2019. Hunter's time at Burisma is significant because according to bombshell emails released in October by the New York Post, Hunter Biden introduced his father, who was then vice president at the time, to a top executive at Burisma. Biden's campaign has said there's no official record of such a meeting. But again, the email says otherwise. This alleged meeting in Washington, D.C., took place a year before the Democrat pressured Ukraine to fire its top prosecutor during an active investigation into Burisma and its owner. Joe Biden threatened to withhold $1 billion in U.S. loan guarantees if Ukraine's leaders did not dismiss the prosecutor, according to a Senate investigation. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. I think it was, what, six hours? I looked at it and said, we're leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Joe Biden and his allies have maintained his intervention was related to corruption in the country and the prosecutor's office. Hunter Biden stands accused of using his influence in the Obama administration to interfere in the execution of policy and using his connections to the White House for personal and financial gain. The allegations are detailed in an 87-page Senate report, probing possible conflicts of interest in foreign business among the Bidens, which warned the family's financial transactions with Ukrainian, Russian, and Chinese nations raised criminal concerns and the risk of extortion threats. They discovered the Obama administration knew Hunter Biden's presence on the board was problematic and interfered in the execution of policy with Ukraine. Investigations involving Hunter Biden and recent emails present a new set of challenges for the incoming administration. Joe Biden has pledged to maintain an independent Justice Department, free from political influence when he takes office. I'm not going to be saying go prosecute A, B or C. I'm not going to be telling them that's not the role. It's not my Justice Department. It's the People's Justice Department. So the persons or persons I pick to run that department are going to be people who are going to have the independent capacity to decide who gets prosecuted and who doesn't. The investigation into Hunter places increased scrutiny on Joe Biden's choice to run the Justice Department. Whoever is selected will face a cascade of questions from Republicans about the matter in the Senate confirmation hearing early next year. Republicans in Congress are almost certain to seize on the existence of the probe to further their argument that Hunter Biden's activities in China are a sign of his father's conflict of interest when it comes to dealing with foreign policy with Beijing. With William Barr heading for the door, his deputy Jeff Rosen will take over as acting attorney general for the final few weeks of Trump's presidency. Trump is considering pushing to have a special counsel appointed to advance the federal tax investigation into Hunter Biden setting up a potential showdown with Rosen, according to the Associated Press. Republicans on Capitol Hill have already called for the appointment. The last pragmatic act before Joe Biden takes over the White House could be the appointment of a special counsel to probe Hunter and ensure investigation goes forward unimpeded during his father's term. Philip Ritchie, Sky News. Okay, guys, I'm going to start right there. So, so far, we've covered super soldiers, espionage, uh, the Biden's relationship with China, um, CRISPR, what else? Um, 
we haven't my next thing I'll probably bring forth is the uh camps where they're holding the women and men and children against their will and raping them. So my theme for this season is um China is on God's radar. So it's late, it's about eleven thirty six Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you haven't been catching up, listening to any of these series, you're probably going to be lost if you just start listening to it right now. But I want you to begin to start praying and interceding and warfare praying, warfare praying, um, inter- interceding. We, we, our country gets out of one thing and gets into another. This is not a political of who you voted for, what party. This is a spiritual warfare going on. And God, and also the wickedness. <laughs> Excuse me. God, I'm tired. Excuse me. And the wickedness that's been going on that now is starting to be revealed. So we pray for reveal, reveal. We pray for um to be exposed in Jesus' name. And I, and you, I pray for you guys. You guys pray for me and cover us covered this podcast in the blood and covers all in the blood but god is getting ready to let loose but he's exposing it and then he's gonna deal with it <laughs> this is the best way i could put it really plain but um thank you for tuning in i'm getting sleepy i'm getting off here but thank you for tuning in take down the notes i'm gonna upload re-upload some of the um previous videos because we got trolled so bad excuse me so i had to take it and restore it but anyways um this is where we're at we need to pray on china i've been watching i've been a watchman on the wall with china since 2015 um if you would like to add anything please leave a comment you can leave a comment once i restore the live and repost it for replay please like the episodes I would really appreciate if you do that. Like the episodes and you can share the episode. I really would appreciate that too. You know, help a sister out. I share you guys' stuff all the time and support you guys. So please share. If you just send it in a text message, you can send, you can send a link in a text message, in an email. Um, you can also share it on Twitter. Um, let me see who else. Um, all platforms, basically. As long as you got the link, you'll be able to uh, share it. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Miller. I'm Prophetess Autumn Miller's husband. And I just wanted to take a short minute here and ask if there's anybody out there that does not know Jesus Christ and who he is. And would like to get to know him and have a personal relationship. I would just ask you, if you would, wherever you're at right now, just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and have broken your laws. I understand that my sin has separated me from you. I am sorry and I ask you to forgive me. I accept the fact that your son Jesus Christ died for me and was resurrected and is alive today. And here's my prayers. I now know my heart's open door, and I invite Jesus in to become my Lord and Savior. I give him control, and I ask that he would rule and reign in my heart so that his perfect will would be accomplished in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Congratulations. If you prayed this prayer in all sincerity, you are now a child of God. That's right. You roll with God in the kingdom. However, there's still a few more steps that you need to do to follow up your commitment. That would be get baptized in full immersion in water as commanded by Christ. Tell someone else about your new faith in Christ. Spend time with God each and every day. Prayer and in the reading of the Bible, his word. Amen. You all have a blessed day. You guys have a blessed day. And say that prayer and share. Love you. Stay blessed.